Hey Spin the Bottle peeps, Danny here. Today we have a mini spin that's a prequel to next week's episode on boundaries. In order to do this topic justice, we brought in a professional to discuss how we can best incorporate healthy boundaries into our lives. The byproduct is better relationships and a healthier you. So take a listen and heading into the weekend, start to think about the areas in your life where boundaries may need to be established or reinforced. Remember, we're in this thing together doing healthy adulting in the 2017. When we're using our internal boundaries, so what we're putting out and what we're letting in, we can take responsibility for our own feelings and stop blaming others for what we think, feel, and do, allowing us to stop manipulating and controlling others. So it's... There's all these different levels. Like if we don't express what we're really thinking and feeling, then we, one example would be mind reading. Well, they should just know. Yes. Yep. That goes back to that dating question. They should just know, you know, dating and sex. But I like what you said about controlling and manipulation because I feel like that's a layer that we don't talk about. Like with boundaries, you always think about, well, this this is what I can agree to and this is my boundary and I stop here. But then... Some people do use those things to like you are sometimes manipulating other people. And I don't know totally. if you know it or if maybe it is intentional. I don't know. What do you think? I think it could go both ways. Like it's not just in dating. I think in any relationship we can just expect that people are going to know how we feel or yeah, yeah. will be. It's like, well, I want them to know that I'm sad and they didn't know that I was sad. And then they said this. And so I'm mad at that. Like it's all this yeah. unclear. It's mm-hmm. like we take responsibility for like I feel this or I think this you know within that filter like we're not going to hopefully cuss someone out but right. really taking responsibility for our own feelings and stop blaming and controlling and manipulating and that can actually make things a lot clearer and less messy mm-hmm. that's adulting man that's like healthy that, adulting you that know it is that's saying like I'm actually angry that you didn't text me back right away when I needed you to or yeah. I'm actually not okay that you were late for our date whether yeah. it's a friend or a romantic interest or whatever it you're right it's just about owning it sometimes owning it is hard too it is hard and that's why people <laughs> tend to go back to the mind reading thing you know it is hard to own it but with healthy intact and flexible external and internal boundaries people can have physical and emotional intimacy when they choose to so it's like we can be it's it leads to a more intimate relationship not just sexual yeah when we can actually be like, you know what, that hurt my feelings when you said that. Or, you know what, like, I really felt, I, I felt really disappointed that we that we didn't get to do that. Like, people can know us intimately. So even in the best relationships, like, I know a woman, she's been, like, married for 20 plus years. They have a great relationship. But part of the reason it's great is because they do have those difficult conversations. Yeah. It's like owning this is how I felt. It's really scary to be vulnerable in that, in, in with, like, to that degree. Um and I, I do like what you said about like that being a true fostering of intimacy, because I think a lot of times we're taught that intimacy is a lot of things that it's not. Um, and so I eat like sex is intimacy and not necessarily, you know, it depends or but like daring to like show up as yourself and be vulnerable and say something that is like this is an inner thought or an inner feeling. And it may even make me look a little bit silly or maybe a little insecure or maybe I just don't want to admit, you know, whatever it is, you know, but to say I was really looking forward to this and I feel <laughs> that's incredible. I always it's, it's, admire people who can do that, who can show up and say I was really disappointed or 
I was really sad. Anything that I think sometimes it's the idea that you look weaker or that yes. you you know you don't look at you're you don't have the same perception of yourself or you think that they have a different perception of you now i think sometimes those things really prevent us from being vulnerable and it would increase intimacy i definitely believe that conflict between people can increase intimacy and kind of create this a better relationship but that doesn't mean it's not challenging to do you know <laughs> totally yeah because it's like we fear the the reaction i think yes from other people oh yeah well if they know i was disappointed then they're gonna they're gonna know that i really care about our relationship where i want i wanted them to think that it was like this nonchalant thing yeah, mm, yeah. do you have any thoughts on the need to qualify who you will be really vulnerable with do you think there's something in that or do you think you, it's your job to kind of be vulnerable with everyone? everyone? <laughs> well, there you get to the idea of like the flexible boundary. So I think it is good to kind of have a, a mental list or just when we see that person face to face, like how much are we going to let them in? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, with some people it could be, you know, they're better out there, so to speak. Yeah. Like with a bigger bubble between us and them because... They're not, they're, we know, well, okay, that person's not very sensitive. Or when I do tell them my, my feelings, they end up like getting pissed off or, you know, it, yeah, I think there are different levels. There, okay, so it's not our job, meaning the onus isn't on us to just be openly vulnerable with everyone, meaning, <laughs> totally. You know, um, meaning you could, I guess you could say these are my feelings or whatever, but there are levels to it, right? With different people. Right, because if we were, I think sometimes we think, again, going back to people pleasing, like yeah. we think like, well, I should just let everyone see my heart. Or those kind of walls. It's, I don't go too much into walls on this talk, but just briefly, like people use walls of anger, fear, silence, and words instead of boundaries. That's mm. really good. That's, That's really interesting. good. So those are like, so walls, some people have walls. Like it, they don't have a boundary, so they have a wall. So... The wall of silence is pretty self-explanatory. I totally understand. So because what you're of their lack of boundaries, say that. it's just they have a wall. Yeah, and wall of words are like those people who just want to intellectualize everything and they just keep talking over you and they don't mm-hmm. let you get a word in edgewise and they're using a wall of words. Mm-hmm. The wall of fear looks like I'm just going to retreat. I'm going to like. This old school book, it talks about this lady who just wants to retreat to her VCR to watch old, school, old movies yeah. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, so, so wall of fear, yeah, just retreating from life and wall of anger, it's pretty self-explanatory. So, you know, I guess my point is that if that's someone who we know has this wall of words or wall of fear, wall of anger, wall of silence, like we may not want to be as vulnerable with that person because we know they don't really have healthy boundaries. So a wall is not the same as a boundary. No, but they can look that way. You might think that person has great boundaries. Like I know this woman, she's got a really, I always thought she's so assertive, but really she has no boundaries. She just, she gets, she's so angry and so vicious that like people, you either just like slink away and don't have a relationship with her or else you just like walk walk on eggshells around her. So so interesting. That is really interesting. I really like that. It is giving Um, me definitely some food for thought and just how I interact with people people and I, I think i may have a wall or two for sure for sure <laughs> i was just for like for sure i'm thinking yeah, about it i'm like oh, i have a wall and not boundaries i'm really good for the silence really good for the silence mm. that's interesting mm. yeah a lot of times we have 
they said partial boundaries or you know with certain people we have pretty good boundaries but other people we don't we, we have more of a wall of silence with that person so yeah it's not across the board like we it either changes. have our boundaries or we don't yeah so walls aren't healthy however we can change that with more awareness and have that actual boundary which is like i can tell you how i feel you know considering how you might receive this however like being true to myself and not yeah. just going to silence saying again it really hurt my feelings when this happened or i i really um i really value our time together and when we didn't get to spend it i i felt let down or rejected hmm. so i so admire that so now that we know the difference between a wall and a boundary i think my next question is just like how do you go about setting up boundaries yeah and not walls <laughs> we can be more intentional about setting boundaries by first becoming aware of the places situations or relationships where we feel uncomfortable so kind of like we're saying they're not it's not across the board so being more aware like oh i find it hard to set a boundary or, or i seem like i always say yes to this person when i really mean no mm-hmm. that's one example so becoming aware and then with the new awareness we can grow a new consciousness in which we can actively pause and make decisions about what we let in and out. So the awareness leads to new consciousness. And then we can begin telling ourselves that we have the right to say no and the right to pause at any time. So kind of having these mantras, like reminding ourselves, okay, well, I usually say yes when I mean no to that person. And and mm-hmm. I think big in our our culture is that we feel like we don't have a right to We that. do. That's right. If we don't have a right to not right. want to do that. Or we don't right, have a right to say no. So like having the kind of mantra. And it's not just like say it. Yeah. Words. It's like, you know, really remind yourself, wait, I do have a right to say no. As you guys know, on this show, we are a lover of mantras. And one of them is I am responsible. On the heels of listening to this, we challenge you to take a moment and consider the areas of your life where you can take some additional inventory of your feelings and perhaps allocate them more appropriately. Have you been holding someone hostage to inner thoughts and feelings you haven't expressed? If so, we challenge you to show up as yourself in your feelings and be vulnerable. Not only will it help you feel a little lighter, but it also helps to facilitate real intimacy with your loved ones. After all, at the end of the day, what we all want deep down is to be seen, known, and loved. Give the people in your life the tools to do just that. Make it an amazing week, guys.